Well, good morning and welcome to Restoration Church. If it is your first time here, uh, my name is not Dave Roberts. I am not Dave. I am uh, Mike Gruppen. I, uh, I'm basically the, 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 quarter, the second string quarterback, so to speak. Right? Uh, so so I, I'm the guy that comes in when your team is either way up or way down. And I'm not sure today uh, where, where I would say that we're at. But either way, uh, I have the honor of uh, sharing a message uh, with you guys today, and I'm super excited to, to, to do that. Um, so please, don't make any judgments about Restoration Church based on this. <laughs> Unless it's really good. I don't know. We'll see. I know what the Lord has given me this morning is really good. Now, whether or not I present it the way that he gave it to me, that's, uh, that's yet to be determined. So, um, but anyway, hey, uh, guys, join me in prayer really quick, just for some focus and to keep me on track. Father God, we just thank you uh, for this morning. God, we thank you for Restoration Church. Lord, we thank you for all the amazing things that are happening right here uh, in this place. Lord, I thank you uh, for, for your Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us. And uh, Lord, I just ask this morning, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would lead and guide this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. One thing I did forget to say, though, is how about them spirals, right? Now, I'm under the impression that that other team has won three in a row as well. But they've basically been playing, like, what, Division II teams up to this point? 63, right? 63. Anyway, all right. Go Spartans. Where'd Zane go? He was wearing my uh, Sparty shirt. All right. Last week, Dave spoke on Acts 10. And he, he talked about the story of Cornelius and Peter, two, two men from very separate places in life. Uh, one man from a Jewish descent and uh, one man from a Gentile descent. But both of them had a very powerful prayer life. Dave talked about the power of prayer and the importance of prayer. And here in this church, at Restoration Church, we understand that power of prayer. And I love so much, even, even though sometimes that prayer time can be very awkward, I think that that's one of the most powerful things that we can do on a Sunday morning is just to go to the Lord in prayer. Because when we try to do this life on our own, uh, we, we're, we're, we're going to mess it up. We're going to mess it up big time. And in Acts 10, uh, you know, as I was saying, Dave, Dave told you the story. And, and uh, one of the things that when I was talking with Dave that we really wanted to pull out from this story is how both Cornelius and Peter listened and then were obedient to what they heard. You see, so often in prayer, I think that we do all the talking. We, we go to the Lord and we just say, uh, hey, here's all these things. Go ahead and fix these things. Thanks so much. And then we walk away. It's very difficult to be in a relationship where the other person does all the talking and you do all the listening. 
I have a lot of men nodding at me right now. No amens, though. As a kid, I was taught to pray. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. And if I, if I was really not that tired, I would go through my, my list of family members and say, Lord, bless mom and dad. Bless Jody. Bless Bill. Bless Toby. Bless grandpa and grandma. Right? And that was it. Right? That, that was my prayer life. There, there was never a time where I was like, Lord, what do you have for me today? Well, what do you have to say to me today? As, as, I, as I grew up and became more of an adult, uh, my, my prayer life uh, uh, advanced in, in, in what I was praying. But I have to say, standing here before you this morning, um, this is a true example of not practicing what I'm about to preach. <laughs> right? And, and, and I do it occasionally. Occasionally, I will sit and be silent enough where I feel like the Lord's speaking to me. And, you know, this morning I kind of have, and again, I always talk in like football terms or things that I can understand, but I think of a football coach who's trying to call in plays. And I, I think of players out on the field who are playing who, who always are like, hey, they're tackling us. What we're doing isn't working. And then turning around and going back to the, the field without ever receiving any instruction. Without even calling a timeout and saying, hey, coach, what do you see that could help us out here on the field? And I think that as Christians, we kind of get into this rhythm where, where it's very much like that. We have a God up in heaven who has sent us his Holy Spirit so that we can go to him and say, hey, Lord, here's what's going on. You know the answer. I don't. Speak to me in this situation. So this morning, I want to talk about listening prayer. I want to talk about that awkward time of just sitting silent with a notebook and a pen in your hand and saying, all right, Lord. What do you have for me? You know, like I said, we say that we're spirit led. We say that we're followers of Jesus. Yet so much of our prayer life is getting Jesus to follow us. Right here it is, Lord. Right here, over here. <clears throat> to flip that script and to say, all right, Lord, where, where are you working today? Where are you working and where do you want me to go? And as my wife uh, told you, I'm leaving for Pakistan tomorrow. And I can guarantee you that over the past several weeks, uh, there have been many times where I've said, Lord, are you sure this is where you're leading me? Because I can tell you that the flesh of Mike isn't too excited to get on an airplane tomorrow. The, the, the flesh of Mike is, is wanting to, 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 to remain safe and secure and, and in a place where, you know, I can, I can just enjoy campfires and places like that. And, and, and the Lord is saying, hey, I have equipped you and I, here's where I want you to go. 
And, and as I sit here and I read through Acts and I read through uh, the, the, the Bible, I read about stories of these disciples going to places where oftentimes they weren't welcome. Going into places where, where, where they were beat up, left at the gates to die, and they got up and they went back into the city and kept on preaching the gospel. The gospel is worth our sacrifice. And I don't know what accomplishments that you've made uh, in your life or the things that you've done in your life, but I will tell you, sitting in this uh, seat today, there's literally one thing that you have left on this earth to do, and that is to tell people about Jesus. Billy Graham, one of my favorite quotes, uh, Billy Graham said, we have to remember that prayer is a two-way conversation. Prayer is a two-way conversation. Uh, and if you've ever sat under the teaching of Ray Vanderlaan or been in any CRC, RCA church in uh, Holland, Zealand in the last uh, 20 years, certainly you've heard the word Shema. Right? Anybody heard Shema, right? Okay, if you haven't heard of Shema, uh, that is, uh, refers to, uh, often refers to Deuteronomy 6, 4, which says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. That first word, hear, is where we get the word Shema from. Shema, hear. This, O Israel. And what that means is pay attention and then respond. Pay attention. So listen to what we have to say and then respond to it. I love that both Peter and Cornelius separately in their situation both listened and then they responded appropriately. Now, had Cornelius only prayed, listened, and responded, and Peter never would have prayed or listened, uh, that whole situation never would have happened. And this is literally the doorway that opened up to the Gentiles hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm sure that God would have had other plans if Peter would not have paid attention, or if Cornelius would not have paid attention. But I think it's very interesting that both men listened, they received the word, and then they responded to what they were told to do. And through that obedience, many Gentiles came to Christ. We also read in Acts 9, just before this, we read of Ananias, uh, being told in, in, in a vision, uh, there's this guy, Paul. He's currently blind. He's at this house. Yeah, he's the guy that's been beating up and killing Christians. Um, I need you to go over and talk to him. Sometimes the things that we hear are not easy. And the obedience, the step of obedience that God calls us to is not always going to be easy. For instance, Peter, in this situation, uh, at, at this point, they didn't, they didn't go and do anything with the Gentiles. They, they, they didn't talk to them. They didn't 
break bread with them. They didn't do these things with them. Yet Peter said, when he was given the vision, and God basically said, hey, what I have made clean, don't you call it unclean. So Peter took that. He said, all right, Lord, I'm going to step over. I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone, and I'm going to respond to this thing that you have, have given me. Ananias, same thing. Lord, are you sure? Because this guy's kind of crazy. Yep, that's what I want you to do. But Ananias was listening and he responded with obedience to what God was calling him to do. Later in Acts, we'll read stories of how the disciples were, were going uh, all over uh, to, to different towns and cities. And, and there were times when God said, hey, I don't want you to go to that city, but I want you to go to this city. Now, I don't know what would have happened if uh, if Paul would have said, I'm just going to go to this city anyway, even though the Holy Spirit has very clearly told me not to go to this city. I wonder what would have happened uh, if Paul would have gone there. Maybe that town just wasn't ready for the gospel yet. Or or, or maybe uh, the Holy Spirit knew that something bad was waiting for him there. Either way, Paul listened to what he was being told and said, no, we're not told to go that direction. We're told to go this direction. Like I said, how often do I actually do this? Uh, Not nearly as much as I should. I, I am your typical Christian who... Hey, Lord, here's all the here's my laundry list of things that need prayer and, and all the things that need to be done. I've got all these messes over here that I need to go deal with right now. And I know that you have all the answers, but I'm going to go and try to handle this on my own. That's pretty much my prayer life. However, when I do listen, when I take the time to actually sit down and say, all right, Lord. I'm going to just get everything else out of my head and I'm going to listen to you. That is typically the times that I get to stand up in front of a crowd like this or somewhere else and say, I've got an amazing testimony for you. Right. I think of uh, uh, of my daughter, Alyssa, in her senior year, she had the opportunity to go with Ray Vanderlaan to uh, Israel. Two days, two days before this trip. My wife says, hey, can you just go grab her passport a minute? And uh, we want to make sure that we have everything in line and blah, 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 blah. And I went to our little safe, opened it up, and there were three passports in there. And the one that was missing was Alyssa's. And for the next 24 to 48 hours, we literally, just short of pulling up the carpet in the house, uh, turned our entire house upside down. Where is this passport? We had phone calls into uh, different people. Can you help us get a 24-hour immediate passport? On a weekend, mind you, it's this Friday afternoon that we're discovering this, and we cannot find this passport. We are just, and it's it's creating arguments in the house, and it is, we're, 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 we're having to cancel things, uh, events that we were going to go to, because we have to find this passport. She has to get on an airplane in two days, and we don't have a passport. So for some reason, I just said, all right, Lord, I'm just done, right? I am I'm done. I'm sitting at the dining room table, and I'm like, just Lord, just show me where it's at. 
He knew the whole time. I could have saved myself a whole lot of headaches. He knew the whole time. And for some reason, all of a sudden, I just thought of the pocket on the back side of my wife's car, uh, her, uh, her driver's uh, seat, the pocket that's behind there. So I just went, okay, whatever. So I went out there. I was halfway kind of like, there's no way it's in there. I reach in this little pocket back there, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You see, because we had just been on spring break uh, 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 about a month or two earlier, and she had her passport, and she had put it in that little pocket for safekeeping. <laughs> but it wasn't until I sat down and said, Lord, where is it? You know where it's at. I don't. Show me where it's at. There was the passport. There was another time uh, a few years ago, I was driving home from the gym and I, I like to work out really late at night. Uh, and I was driving home from Flex Fitness Center like, like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. And uh, the Holy Spirit, I just, it was one of the times you just turn off the radio, you just quiet. And I was like, all right, Lord, you got anything for me tonight? And the Holy Spirit said, turn into Meyer and walk all the way to the back. I was like, all right. So, parked my car, walked all the way to the back of uh, Meyer, and, and at that time I used to have this little necklace that had uh, uh, the, anybody know what the tetragrammaton is? <laughs> it's, it's basically uh, God's name in Hebrew, right? I had this little necklace and it had, it had that on there. And I was sitting there and I'm walking around the back of uh, Meyer, and uh, there's this guy stocking shelves, and he looks over at me and he goes, he goes, that's the name of God. And I was like, oh, I said, you know that. I said, are you a Christian? He says, no, I'm an atheist. And I looked at him and I said, no, you're not. You're not about to be. <laughs> and because uh, I knew that God had sent me into that place to connect with that guy. And we sat and we talked and then we set up coffee the next day at JP's. And I sat down across from him. And I said, I, again, I said, Lord, what do you have for this guy today? What do you want me to share with him? And um, he, 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 what the Lord gave me was uh, Brian Head Welch from Corn. I don't know if you guys know that band at all, but Brian Head Welch, just track with me for a second, uh, gave his life to the Lord. And there was a video about his, uh, his testimony, his conversion. And, and the Lord said, pull that up on your phone, flip it around and show it to him. And so I did that. And about midway through, he pushed the phone away. And uh, he says, I'm done. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. He's like, no, no, no. He says, I'm done running. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. It's, a, it's like that moment when you've been fishing all afternoon, right? And finally you got something, you're like, is that a rock or is that something real? He gave his life to the Lord that afternoon, Right? That wouldn't have happened if I would have cruised by Meyer that night and never walked in. Our communication with God is key to our spiritual walk, our faith walk. That is why Satan attacks us in this area so much. And I'm not going to sit up here today and tell you that TV is bad or radio is bad or any of these things are bad.
But I do want to just say, think about your life and think about uh, the different things that we just go from one thing to the next to the next. For me in my life, and this is why I say I need to practice what I preach, because I go from news to news radio in the car to the gym where I'm working out listening to my music to social media to the YouTube video that I'm looking at by Francis Chan to, to this to the right right and, and it, it's I'm, I'm constantly filling myself with other things and and God the whole time is like hey got something I'd love to tell you but I'm just like talking heads talking stuff all the time We keep our days and our, our, our hours filled with constant stimulation. How often do you ever just sit silent in the presence of the Lord and say, God, this country is going crazy. Our community, we're, our, my family has so much stuff going on. Lord, speak to me. Give me a plan. Tell me what to do in this situation. Because here's one thing that I know for sure. He wants to talk to you. He wants desperately to talk to you. Another reason that I know that the devil attacks this area uh, is, is because uh, people, people, we, we, we do search out the supernatural to talk to us, right? You know, I was talking to a group of kids uh, at, a, at a, a, a detention center a while back. And the kids got into this whole thing about how they hear, oh, I hear God speak when we do the Ouija board. Like, whoa, 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 let's back that up. Let's back that up. Because that's not God speaking, that's something else. You see, for everything amazing and good that God has, Satan has a counterfeit. And, 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 and we, we often fall into those pitfalls. We fall into those pitfalls because, oh, you know what? I, we, we asked the... We asked the thing, uh, the magic eight ball, this, and, and it gave us an answer. Oh, and it, it, you know, I went to a fortune teller and they, they gave me an answer that was correct. Guess what? Satan counterfeits what God is trying to do. So, real quick. Some of you sitting in here are going to say, you know what? I've never heard God speak. I've never heard God speak. I don't think that that's my gifting, right? So I want to ask you a question. Who in here, just by a show of hands, who in here would say that you are a Christian? All right. John 6, 44. No one can come to me, Jesus, unless the Father who sent me draws them. If you're sitting in this room right now and you say that you are a Christian... I would submit to you that at some point in your life, you responded to a prompting, you heard a voice, you heard a calling, and that drawed you, drawed, drew, drew you to Jesus. God's Holy Spirit spoke to you in that moment and drew you to him. Because there's no way you're sitting in this room claiming to be a Christian unless that moment has happened at some point in your life. So I believe that you can hear from God. Have you ever been prompted to call somebody? Right? 
Have you ever had somebody placed on your mind uh, and then the next day you ran into that person? Even though you haven't seen it, right? Um, Have you ever been in a church service and you felt convicted? Right? Hear a scripture or a song that moves you. Right? I believe that God's Holy Spirit speaks in many different ways. I've heard of people who have heard an audible voice. I can tell you that I've never heard an audible voice. But what I have had is pictures come into my mind or different things like that. Uh, Friday afternoon, I was in the, the Passport Health uh, place where I have to get my, my COVID PCR test. And I was talking to the lady and she was talking about her son who's going through some uh, issues. And all of a sudden, God just gave me a picture of a young man sitting there painting and and he had this mural in front of him but it was only gray and he was really frustrated and when I shared that vision with her she just started to bawl she says my son paints murals my son paints murals and he is away from God and he's 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 been committing or he's been considering suicide and different things like that and, and, and so that just led into a, a, an amazing time of prayer. But if that, if that vision had dropped into my head and I never said anything, right, that that moment would have been awkward and weird and nothing would have happened. While Jesus was on earth, he followed God. He was very clear that the son could not do anything unless the father was telling him to do it. In John 5, 19, he says, Very truly I tell you, the Son of God can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. Some people say, hey, Mike, we don't need the Holy Spirit because, well, we've got the Bible. So if I need instruction from God, I'll just go to the Bible and find it in the Bible. And that's true. But I would, uh, I would encourage you to look at John 16, 12 through 15. And it says, I have much more, this is Jesus talking, I have much more to say to you, much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Holy Spirit uh, of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he, uh, what he will make known to you. Make known to you. And that belongs to, and all, I'm sorry, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. When we're in a relationship with the Holy Spirit and we are hearing from the Holy Spirit, uh, God is going to send things through the Holy Spirit to speak to us. God will always confirm it back to his word, though. He's never going to contradict himself. Um, And and another reason that that I believe it's for, for everyone is because John 10, 27 says that my sheep know my voice, right? If, if you're sitting in this room again and you're raising your hand saying, yeah, I'm a Christian, you're saying, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the, uh, the flock, right? I listen to the shepherd, right? 
I, I, I watched uh, in, in South Africa, I was sitting uh, on, a, on a mountainside on a day that we had off, and all of a sudden you were seeing this just long line of sheep. I, it had to be hundreds of sheep. And there were just two guys that were at certain points within that group, and they just kept saying a word, and, 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 and they led this group of sheep. We just sat there for a ton of, like probably a half hour, as they went right past us, and then they went right through this uh, this path up this mountain. And, and it was just such a picture of watching those sheep listen to that voice. I guarantee there was nothing that I could have said to any one of those sheep that would have pulled them off that path, because they were going to follow their shepherd. So how do I know that I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit? Like I said, uh, God's word is often confirmed by others. Um, oftentimes, when, when I feel like the Holy Spirit is sharing something with me, I, I am very open that during that time to say, you know what? Uh, maybe Galen's going to come into men's Bible study and he's going to say, hey, I got a word for you today, right? Or, 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 or John uh, coming in and just saying, hey, you know, I, I prayed this for you today. And it's like confirmation for what I already feel like the Lord is speaking to me. So we seek confirmation through other believers. Uh, we always measure it back to Scripture. Like I said, God is never going to contradict himself. I had, I had one person uh, a while back, not associated with this church in any way, but somebody was telling me, hey, I really feel like, uh, and this was a married guy at the time, but he said, I really feel like God has showed me who I'm supposed to be married to. Yeah, that's, that's not God. That's magic eight ball stuff, right? We don't, we don't, we don't mess with that. That is not from the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, I keep on my phone a couple of happy birthday songs that my dad sang to me. Right there, there, there. The morning of my birthday, wake up and uh, my dad left me a voicemail. And if you know my dad at all, he doesn't sing. Right? <laughs> He's not that kind of a guy. But it's so it's funny. But as, as soon as I was going through my, my, uh, uh, my voicemails and, and, and kind of like erasing some stuff, I came across one of those uh, like a few weeks after he had passed. And when I heard that voice, it just melted me. Right? And even right now, if, if I were to hear that voice in the distance somewhere, I'd be like, right, is that my dad? Right. That's that's the connection that we need to get to so well with our heavenly father that we're like, oh, 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 hold on. Hold on. My father's speaking. I want to hear what he's got to say. Second Timothy three sixteen says that all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. So, yeah. Go back to scripture. Always compare it back to scripture. John, First uh, John four one says, "Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone into the world." So yes, we do need to focus on who it is that we're listening to. Get into a position of asking Him and listening to Him. I really want to challenge Restoration Church in these coming weeks uh, to, to take a look at your prayer life and, and ask yourself, am I the one doing all the talking? 
Am I sitting in a position where I'm saying, Lord, I'm here to receive. Turning off the TVs, setting your phone in another room, turning off the computer, turning off even, listen, turning off the worship music. Because I, I, I tried before to do listening prayer while listening to worship music, and I find that all I'm doing is sitting there singing the song. And I can't truly focus. Uh, I'm going to kind of just finish with this. There was a missionary from Holland, of all places, who was connected with the RCA church. Her name was Mary Gee back in the uh, 1950s. She actually wrote a book called God Guides. Has anybody ever read that book? Okay. All right. Amazing book of stories. And, and all it is is just short stories of how when she was in India, there, the way they did ministry was they just sat and listened and did what God told them to do. Uh, but, but the very first story in the book is about how she went to India fully equipped with all the training, all the knowledge, all the things on how to go and lead people to Christ. And for the first year, nothing happened. Until another missionary showed up and just said, hey, uh, how, how's things going? She's like, yeah, not, not very good. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to be down at the church building. If anybody needs anything, just have them come on down. And she was like, what, what's this guy doing? But then slowly as the week progressed, people just kept going to him and they kept getting the answers to what was needed. So finally she just sat down and what's going on? She's like, well, I just, I just asked the Holy Spirit, what, what does this person need? He tells me and, and we do that. What an interesting concept. Right? I think we overcomplicate this thing. And, and I think that we are so, our filters are so full with all the other noise and all the other distractions from the world that, man, let's just turn it off. Acts 2 uh, says that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons, your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Crazy stuff is going to happen. But I'm telling you, if, if, if you're... Radio station is tuned in to all these other things uh, and you're not hearing from the Lord. When he starts pouring out his Holy Spirit, are you going to hear it? Are you going to hear what he has to say? So like I said, I just want to encourage you guys all today to focus in, to tune into the Holy Spirit throughout this week and see what he is saying to you. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you uh, for this day. Lord, I pray your blessings uh, upon each and every family here. Lord, I pray that as we step into this week, uh, Lord, as we step into uh, our, our, our friend groups and, and into work, uh, Lord, and, and, and as, as we feel the anxieties and the pressures of life start to, to, to build up, God, I pray that we would just get into a place where we would say, Lord... I need to be silent and I just need to hear from you right now. So, Father, I pray that you would speak clearly to each and every person in this room in the coming weeks. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.